This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I found a way of grieving in recreating my mom's formulas, right? And I didn't do it in a way that I was going to mass produce it. It was just for me. I was like reading from her notebook and grinding herbs and the smells and everything that I would remember so nostalgic of when I was 11 years old and coming down the stairs and I would smell like the ashwagandha. I would smell the honey or I would hear like egg whites whipping. It just brought back my mom for me. Welcome to The Real Real, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Today is a really good day, and this week is a really, really good week, and I hate, hate, hate being that person that's like, I can't tell you, but big things are coming, but I'm going to be that person because I can't tell you, but big things are coming um, with Rella. So really excited. We have gotten some really good news, and I just am so excited for our future and like what we're going to accomplish. And if you guys are looking for a job, we will probably be hiring soon. I will obviously post about it whenever we do hire, but we will probably be hiring soon. So that's just one thing to note. I don't know the exact position that will be first. It's more than likely going to be a developer role. So if that's you, then let me know. Love to have some female developers on the team. I think that would be great. But yeah, just let me know if that's you. Anyways, side note, that's not what this intro is about, but I did want to let you guys know that, that we have some really exciting things coming and I'm just really excited. I also am feeling very inspired to have on like a ton of guests on this show. So I need you to let me know which guests you want to hear on the podcast because I was kind of going through a podcast slump where not a podcast slump with like my own personal podcast, but I wasn't listening to any, like I literally wasn't listening to podcasts. It was probably like a month where I didn't listen to a single episode of anyone's podcast and I wasn't like excited about podcasts. And I think it was just a very stressful month. And so it was just like, I was just so uninspired. I was like, I don't know who I want to have on. I don't know what to talk about. And now I'm feeling very inspired again. And I want to have more and more like really, really exciting guests like the one that I have today. But I want to know who you guys want to have on. Podcasting is also like number one networking tip. So if anyone wants to know how to network and then like meet anyone that they want, you need to start a podcast. That's the most like underrated networking hack. And I know Maddie and Scout always talk about that. Like I always hear them say that on their podcast. If you guys listen to OK Sis's podcast, they're always mentioning that podcasting is the best way to network. And I couldn't agree more because some of the guests that I've had on this show, I'm like me and you would have never had a one hour fully dedicated conversation unless I had a podcast. And so that's a pro tip. If you want to network, start a podcast. There's a lot of other other reasons why you should start one, but that's that's one big tip. This week also, I'm actually recording this while I'm at Keon's house, but I'm not at his like normal house that he's living in right now. I'm at the house that he bought as an investment property. So he just put his house up on Airbnb and Verbo or VRBO, however you guys say it. And it's available to rent. And he already has like four or five bookings and he just listed it this weekend. So it's really cool seeing like the the metrics behind it. And I'm going to do a whole YouTube video on like how much money he made at the end of maybe his first like six months or something like that. Because I think people need to know like how much money you can make on Airbnbs if you do decide to Airbnb your house or if you do decide to have an investment property. So I'm definitely going to use his experience for content. But if you guys are ever coming to West Palm Beach or, you know, the the West Palm area, he has a really beautiful house. It has the most beautiful backyard. It's like perfect. Like I would 100% live here. It's so, so nice and like a very safe neighborhood, like really, really cute. And the backyard is just incredible. It has like avocado trees. So with like nice and ripe avocados because they're in season right now. So we're going to pick them today, I think. And we're going to see if, if they get ready over time. Because I'm pretty sure with avocado trees, you can't like pick it 
and eat it right away. It has to it like ripens off of the tree. So we're gonna pick some avocados. Hopefully that they ripen and they're delicious. And then he has mango trees and coconut trees. So there you can have like a nice mango coconut avocado breakfast whenever you want. And it's just so cute. So yeah, that's my shout out. That's the ad placement for this intro. If you're looking for an Airbnb, then definitely rent his out. But anyways, anyways, we're going to get back to the guest. This has nothing to do with the guest. This guest I'm very excited about. Uh, her name is Zarifa, and she is the founder of Amu Beauty, which launched in July of 2021. And you would think it was launched years before because the reviews on her website are incredible. I haven't tried it yet, but I just got the notification on my phone that my mask shipped and is at my house. So I'm very excited to try it because you guys know I have been dealing with acne for so long. Like it has been since October that I have been dealing with acne, which is honestly ridiculous. Like I, it's, it's so annoying that I am 26 years old and I have acne as if I'm like 15. But I think that's one thing that there's, it's like a misconception that you only get acne when you're a teenager, because that's so not true. I know so many adults that have acne, but like we're meant to feel so ashamed of it because it's known as like a teenager's thing. When I'm here to make you feel less alone, I've had acne for the past like nine, 10 months, ever since I got off of birth control. And this is the first time it's actually getting better. But I'm very excited to try Amu's mask because I think that it's going to make my skin on that next level. Like it's already clearing up, but I think this is going to like make it look so beautiful. So anyways, the reason why she started this is because she was on a mission to deliver clear skincare to preserve everyone's natural beauty. And her, she takes a lot of inspiration from Eastern medicine and from her mom and her grandma and generations that came before her that knew all of these skincare tips and tricks. Uh, her mom actually passed away and her mom was her absolute best friend that always, you know, would, would make these like masks for your skin. Uh, and she was always talking about skincare from, from a really young age. So it's actually what inspired her also to start a mood beauty. She also has a popular YouTube channel where she and her husband share all about the social barriers they've broken, life experiences, their marriage and parent journey. And she went viral over her like wedding video, which I think was really cool because that was the time you could actually like go viral on YouTube, which I feel like you cannot do that anymore today. But anyways, it, this episode's amazing. She she talks about being a first generation American and how like the reasons why she started a business. Her father and her brother were entrepreneurs, so she kind of always had it in her. But her parents actually wanted her to go to college and get a nine to five because they wanted consistency in her life. Because I feel like when you are an entrepreneur yourself, which I've heard this from so many people, you sometimes don't want that for your kids and for others because you know how hard it is. But I feel like it's like a gene that you have inside of you. Like you either got like. Like, I don't want to say you got it or you don't. It's obviously something you can just like learn and like grow into. But I do think that it's one of those things where it's so difficult that do you really want to tell people to get into, into something that is that difficult? But anyways, she followed their wishes at first. She went to school for accounting. She began working in HR and now she is the founder of Amu Beauty and she also is still on social media. So her YouTube channel was kind of where she was trying to be more like creative and unique. But like you can tell just from the conversation that we had, she was a through and through entrepreneur and she wanted to do something um, that was just unique and different. And I to can totally, totally relate. So I asked her a lot about skincare. I asked her a lot. Of, I was like, okay, what's best for acne? What's best for hyperpigmentation, wrinkles, all of this stuff? Because I really wanted to know because I'm a big believer in like Eastern medicine and Eastern traditions and bringing them into Western culture. So I'm obviously not like all one or the other, but I think that we can learn so much from the generations that have been there for so long and like their secrets and the things that they've been using for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And so I think that if we can incorporate that into our like Western society, then something really powerful can happen, which I think happened with Amu Beauty. Because I'm telling you, go to her website and read the reviews. There's like not a single bad review. People are obsessed with her product. And when she came on the screen, when I, it, this was done over Zoom, when she came on Zoom, I was literally like, what the heck? I've never seen someone with that clear of skin. Her skin was flawless. I like, it was absolutely 
flawless. So I'm just so happy to have her on. We talk all about how she launched a skincare business and the challenges that she faced along the way, holistic Eastern practices and ingredients that Westerners should adopt, products and ingredients to steer clear from, her go-to foods to eat for glowing and healthy skin and how it's different for everyone. This is not like a one size fits all. And of course, we hear every single step of her skincare routine because I just needed to know. So anyways, I'm very excited to have Zarifa on the show and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this episode because it's just incredible and her story is incredible and it was such a fun episode to record. You know what the best feeling is when you walk out the door feeling like you can conquer the world because your hair looks amazing. You know those days when your hair shines with confidence? Well, I have something that are going to make those good hair days into a daily reality, which is Way's new hair gloss. I personally have been loving taking care of my hair. I just got a new haircut and at first I was iffy on it, but then the more I've looked at it and the more I've styled it, I actually really love it and I don't think I can go back to super long hair. It's all about how you style it. So I have been meticulous about my hair routine. I've been incorporating Waze hair gloss and it has literally made me love my haircut and love all of the different ways that I can make it look. It's so easy. Just five minutes in the shower and bam, instant shine. And let me tell you, preventing heat damage is a top priority for me. And with hair gloss protecting my hair up to 450 degrees, I can style worry-free. And the best part, my hair feels shinier, healthier, and more vibrant than before. If you guys have seen my blowouts on my Instagram or my TikTok, you know that I have been feeling my hair and it has been so shiny. Getting your shine on in the shower with Waze hair gloss is so easy and it's packed with hyaluronic acid and rice water. And so it, so it not only gives you immediate shine, but also treats damage and enhances color vibrancy. And here's the best part. In a consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looks shinier, healthier, and smoother with Waze hair gloss give your hair a glow up with way go to t-h-e-o-u-a-i and use promo code real real for 15 percent off any product that's t-h-e-o-u-a-i.com promo code real real well hello zarifa thank you so much for coming on my podcast thanks so much for having me it's an honor I'm really excited. I know we had to like reschedule a few times, but I'm happy that we're here because I am so excited for this episode. Before we get into the topics, I always like to start with setting the record straight. So this is some stereotypes, assumptions. You let me know if they're true or false. So let's just dive into it. Cool. First one is running your own business is not as glamorous as it looks. That is a fact. I mean, with two kids, a family, and running a business, I never expected the stress level to be this high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I I think that's one thing. People talk about it not being easy. It's so much work. There's no balance. But I think the stress level is something that a lot of people don't mention, how it's like a constant state of stress. I had a doctor's visit this morning, and she was asking me how my stress levels are. And I'm like, I don't know if what the stress I'm experiencing is like normal. I don't yeah. think so. So I'm going to rate it an eight. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, is it normal to constantly be in a state of stress? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It becomes a norm for sure. Yeah. It becomes normal, but it's, it's not. Yeah. And <laughs> there is no one size fits all skincare. Yes, for sure. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so, I mean, your skin is beautiful right now. Like I'm just oh, like, thank you. <laughs> if anyone was watching the actual video of this recording, like it's like glowing, like so oh, beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Hair slicked back. Like it looks amazing. Thank you. Yeah. When we created Amal Beauty, it was the fact that no skin is exactly the same. And with our product formulas, you can actually manipulate it to give you exactly what your skin needs at that time. And even personally, I think like my skin in the morning before I go to the beach is totally different than what my skin needs after the beach or after an airplane ride or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's different like times of year, different seasons, different situations. I feel like definitely change the way my skin looks. Like I feel like when people ask me like, is your skin oily, dry? I never know what to say exactly. Like I feel like combination yeah. is a pretty good just like blanket statement because yeah. sometimes my skin gets super, super oily. Then other days it's like cracking. It's so dry. So I'm like, I don't know like what skin type I actually have. Yeah. <laughs> and then Western skincare is damaging. 
Oh, that's a good one. Mm, I don't think so. I think there's a lot of great things in the Western world, for sure. But I think mixing Eastern knowledge, these ancient knowledge of beauty rituals and bringing it into the Western world, I think is a beautiful mix. And I think that really gives skincare the full balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely like to experiment with more like natural products now or products that, you know, have been around for ages that kind of like secrets that, you know, your great grandma passed down to your Mm -hmm. grandma to your mom, like that sort of thing. But then I'm also such a sucker for like Sephora and like going in and getting trying all the new products too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Listen, I my skincare is like generational recipes from like hundreds and hundreds of years but I'm still a sucker. I'll go into Sephora and I'm like, oh my God, there's a jelly mask. What is this? There's a foaming mask. I need this. I don't know what it is, but I need it. So I hear you on that one. Yeah, no, I'm just an experimenter, I guess. I try out different things, but I'm curious to know what was your childhood like? Were you a very experimental person when it came to honestly just anything or were you always an entrepreneurial person that you knew you were going to start your business one day or what was that like? Yeah, so I'm a first generation American. So my parents immigrated here from Bangladesh. I have one brother and he's older than me. So I'm the youngest, the second child. And I always joke and say like, there's something about the second child that like, just doesn't give an F about anything and just like rolls with it. So my brother's also an entrepreneur, my dad's an entrepreneur, but the way that they both did it was kind of like, they knew the stress that came with it, right? My dad was an entrepreneur. He knew that money would come and then money wouldn't come. So he was like, I would never want that life for you. So he kind of was gearing both my brother and I towards a get your college degree, get a nine to five. He would envy his friends that had this nine to five career that would always get this paycheck. And I think seeing firsthand my dad and how much of a boss he was and like he handled himself really well. And yes, he was always working, but he was his own boss. And my brother kind of took that and ran with it, made his own company. And I was kind of listening to my dad and my mom saying like, you know what, go to college. Okay, fine. Get a degree. Okay, fine. I got a degree in accounting that just totally sucked. It was like, you have to stay in the box. Everything has a tick in time. That was totally opposite of what I was all about. So I kind of quit after my internship, did HR because at that point, I could still do a little bit of experimental work. I could still kind of be creative in that space, but it just wasn't enough. The more creative I got, the more I was shut down. So Mm -hmm. then I just was like, forget it. I'm just going to do my own thing. And what really catapulted that was my mom passing. And I just put everything into perspective about life. And what if I did do something I didn't love for the rest of my life? And then tomorrow I'm not here anymore. Like what is going to happen with my kids? And I don't ever want them to see firsthand that you have to settle for a life that you just have to settle for. I never want them to think that they have to settle. So that kind of pushed me into the entrepreneurial world. Mm -hmm. And did you have when you were working HR, was this like a nine to five that you had and you, you know, were just unhappy there? Did you know that I'm going to quit one day or was it kind of that event like of your mom passing that you realized, no, I need to quit? Like, or was it something that you had planned for from the beginning? Yeah. So I always knew I wanted to do my own thing. I was actually on YouTube. So we have our own YouTube channel that's kind of going on right now too. And we were pretty successful in that. That kind of came like overnight, we kind of went viral and then we ran with it. So my immediate goal was, okay, I don't like my job. I don't like reporting to someone. I don't like being away from my kids. So YouTube would be my outlet. And so we put a lot of time and effort into YouTube. And then that kind of really just getting my skin wet and getting income from somewhere that wasn't a nine to five. And that was pretty risky because the algorithms are depending heavily on uh, someone else's algorithm, someone else's platform. But I just loved it so much. And I had to kind of prove to my husband that, listen, like we can't be one foot in and one foot out. Give me six months. Let me turn this into like an actual thing that we can run with and live off of. And I kind of gave him that. And then we ran with that. So you and your husband had a joint YouTube channel. Yeah, we had a family YouTube channel. Okay. And when did you get started in that? 
So it's kind of funny. We got married and we had this video of our wedding. So I'm in an interracial relationship. My husband is from Nigeria. I'm from Bangladesh. And in both of our worlds, it's very taboo to marry outside of your culture. And because both of us are first-gen Americans, it kind of really broke a lot of barriers and got under a lot of people's like skin and, and all of that. But what was crazy is we thought like, you know, so many people ask us questions about our relationship, like, okay, how did you tell your parents and how did your parents react and religion and cultures and food and all of that. So we thought, okay, I was like nine months pregnant about to give birth. And I'm like, let's just upload our wedding video. We knew nothing about YouTube and we uploaded it. And I went into labor that same night. And I remember like, being like five centimeters dilated. And my husband, Habib, he's just like, oh my God, we have a hundred thousand views. And I'm like, that's crazy. No way. And then I'm like six centimeters dilated. An hour later, he's like, okay, we're at 500,000. This is crazy. And so by the time I gave birth, I think we were at like a million views, which is nuts. Wow. Um, what year was this, by the way? Because YouTube doesn't work like that anymore. No, it doesn't. This was 2018. Okay. And what's crazy is we started the family channel when all the families started the family channel. It was like the Ace family was us. It was like all of these family channels coming in. Yeah, there was a lot of competition, but I think like we really did stay true to what we were doing and like family and giving advice to all of these people out there that were really scared of their relationship and scared about the outcome. And we kind of gave them the sweet, the sorrow, the sad, the scary parts of our lives. And it really worked out. Mm -hmm. And did you think I'm going to be a full-time creator? This is going to be our full-time job? Or did you always know, like, I'm going to do something other than this? Maybe social media is the stepping stone, but like, did you think you were going to expand outside of social media? Yeah, that's a good question. So my mom and I actually were like the knowledge hub of skin, right? So like every one of our friends, our family, everyone that ever had a problem with their skin would always come to us. And my mom jokingly would always be like, oh my God, I'm going to start charging everyone if they keep asking me about what to do and blah, blah, blah. And as a joke, so we always like just made these concoctions that would help. Like my friend would come and say, I have eczema breakout on my face. What should I do? And I would say, okay, here's this. You just try this on your face. My mom would do the same thing for her friends. And I always knew that I wanted a brand. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. And before my mom passed, it was like something that was so out in the universe that I was like, there's no way I could start a brand. Like what? That's crazy. And then my mom passed and I was like, what is there to lose, right? Like, why can't I do it? It's just one life that you have and brought everything to perspective. And when I was creating, it took about a year. Everything that I did for this brand, it came so natural to me. And all of the pieces kind of came together, right? Like my creator hat from editing videos on YouTube and editing videos on Instagram, that all came together. And I was able to do the advertisements myself. And I was able to have a vision and be creative with the boxing and all of that. It just all kind of tied together. Yeah. And is that when you were like, I'm going to start the skincare brand or did yeah. you still? Okay. So that's when you were like, this is what I'm going to do. Was yeah. this after your mom had passed away? Yeah. So it was February, 2020. And like, I was really close to my mom. She lived with us and for the last year of her life. And it was kind of the most amazing year that we all had together. And when she did pass, it was like such a, I think it was like the worst thing that could ever happen to me. It happened. And I could have either just stayed in bed and literally did nothing because being in the public eye or on a platform for social media, you're critiqued about everything, right? Like, oh, your mom just said, how are you making YouTube videos? Or like things like that, that really got to me. So it's like adding depression on top of like just all of this noise that was coming from the outside. I found a way of grieving in recreating my mom's formulas, right? And I didn't do it in a way that I was going to mass produce it. It was just for me. I was like reading from her notebook and grinding herbs and the smells and everything that I would remember so nostalgic of when I was 11 years old and coming down the stairs and I would smell like the ashwagandha. I would smell the honey or I would hear like egg whites whipping. It just brought back my mom for me. And as like fun, I'm like, hey, try this out to my friends. And they're like, what is this? This is incredible. You should run with it. And at that point, I'm like, okay, I think I could do this. What's the worst that can happen? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful, though, that you were able to bring that back to life and not only for yourself, but for others, because like you said, like people would come to both of you and say, like, what do I do for this or what do I do for that? Mm -hmm. And now you're actually able to do that with her recipes and with the tips and tricks that she taught. So I think Mm -hmm. that's honestly such a beautiful thing. And no one gets to judge people on like how they grieve, how they do anything like so if any any of those comments or people on the internet, I feel like people have so much to say, but right. it's so much easier to judge than to just judge someone you're watching online. It. Exactly. So exactly. What were some of the, I guess, like first key like skincare ingredients or tips that you remember your mom teaching you that were like great for your skin? Because like, I'm a very big skincare person as well. So I'm very interested to hear the first things that you remember her teaching you. Yeah, I remember on my 13th birthday, she took me to Roosevelt Fields Mall, which is in New York, and into a Bloomingdale's and they had a Chanel counter. And she's like, hi, it's my daughter's birthday. I need to buy her eye cream. And the lady's like, what? She's 13 years old. You don't need to buy her an eye cream. And she's like, no, you have to be preventative. Like you can't just put on eye cream and expect your wrinkles to go away when you're 60. You need to put it on now. And so (laughs) it was all the proactive skin techniques that she had, right? It was like slather on your sunscreen. This is before sunscreen was trending, right? It was like slather on your sunscreen. I don't care if you have a white cast, put a hat on and then put the umbrella on. Don't forget sunscreen on your hands, like all of these preventative things. And when something were to happen, like acne, going through puberty, all of that, she's like, okay, we're not touching any of these chemical based things. I'm going to grind you some neem, I'm going to grind you some oat flour, and we're going to make this mixture. And every night, you're just going to put it on, and you'll be fine. And it worked like magic. It was like, all my friends were using proactive, and I'm over here, like putting on these like green masks that really did work. And what's crazy is, I didn't go through any of these hormonal disruptors. I feel like as a teen, you kind of go through, okay, let me put on this benzoyl peroxide on my face, and it's going to peel my skin. And then I'm going to have these spots when I'm 30. And then I'm going to have these holes in my skin when I'm 25. I didn't have to go through any of that because it was always just a natural process of like healing your skin before it even became an issue, a real issue. Yeah. And how did she learn all of this? Like, was it just passed down or? Yeah, exactly. So her mom was really big on all of these natural things, right? So coming from like Bangladesh, this third world country, you really didn't have access to like all of these big brand names and like you just had to do with what you had and so what's funny is when she was an air stewardess and then she was traveling the world and she was seeing all of these other products and she's like oh my god there's a whole world out there which is why she took me to a Chanel counter at 13 because she's like I used to use this when I landed in France this is great (laughs) you have to try it That's amazing, though. That's honestly incredible that like taking from different cultures and making it into your own and just experimenting, you know, seeing what works and what doesn't. Did you ever have any negative reactions or experiments that you did that just like didn't work? Yeah. So bringing something that's like very Western, right? I'm talking about like the villages in Bangladesh use these things and bringing it into the Western world. And we had to get like FDA approved and all of that. There were so many things that were just like, this is so wrong. You cannot put this in skincare. So like one thing that I remember is this type of oil that my mom used to put on me. And it literally like on the bottle when I ordered it to like actually make a product, it was like, do not use on skin like at all. Like this is for just like, I don't even know, like burning or like incense or something. And I'm like, oh my God, what happened to like the years that I put this on my skin? I'm probably like filled with toxins just from that. I can't remember the name of it, but those are the things that like, it's kind of funny because she's like, this is the best thing you have to put it on. And it's like, we never really read the bottles. And I just like assumed it was okay. Okay, so we're going to switch gears a little bit because I want to talk about your business journey. Um, So I know how you got started, but what were some of the challenges that you faced in the beginning of starting your business? Like we said, it's very stressful, but were there any challenges early on when you started this that you may not have expected or anything that that really sticks out to you? Yeah, so we actually started during the pandemic, I think like July 2021, right? So we started 
when we thought everything was going to go back to normal. And it just, that was like the turning point where they were like, nope, not going back to normal anytime soon. And so supply chain like was just at an all time mess. So we ordered things for the holiday season that just never came. We wanted to launch this new product that just we couldn't do. It was like six months later little things like we ordered like 3000 bottles, right? And it came with 3000 bottle caps. But when you order 3000 bottles and 3000 bottle caps, you're not sitting there counting all of them. So we were short like a 1000 bottle caps. And it took like three weeks to get to us, which is like, these are the things that people don't talk about. And there's pending orders. So we make everything by hand, right? So it's like, okay, if one of our products sells out, we can just remake the actual batch, and we'll just sell it. It's totally fine. So that's what we were doing. And we had like, I don't know, like a hundred orders that were like, okay, there's no top to that. So we can't actually sell it. So we have to refund the money. Also, like we can't go on vacation, right? Like Mm, I'm at a point right now where like, okay, I have really young kids. They want to go away, but like we literally can't go for more than a week anywhere. That's just like the beginning of any business, which I'm okay with. But things that people don't talk about is like, you're up till 4am. I have kids, I have to be back up at 7am. And I'm doing pretty much everything for the business from the back end to the packaging to the filling to the creating. The brand is so close to home that I don't think I'm ready to kind of push it to a facility to create itself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those are just like, in the beginning, I was kind of like, what did I get myself into? I think now, it doesn't really scare me because I'm like, tomorrow it'll be fine, right? Like, yeah. okay, I let me feel this feeling for like 20 minutes. The world is crashing. My business is done. And then like, just take a deep breath. And then you realize that like, shit happens. People yeah. understand and you keep it moving. Yeah. And when you first started, did you launch with a ton of products? Did you start with like one hero product or what was that like? And how did you spread the word of this at first? Yeah. Yeah. So when I mentioned in the beginning, like the pieces of my life kind of came together, right? Like I had a business background. I was a creator on YouTube, Instagram, and I had to really get creative in how to get the word out, right? Like I didn't have a huge backing and we do have a large fan base or community on YouTube, but I wanted to do this for myself. And I didn't actually talk about it on our YouTube channel at all because I didn't want people to buy it because they loved watching us. I wanted them to buy it because the products really spoke to them. So we launched with three powdered face masks, one for oily skin, one for extreme hyperpigmentation and um, acne, and one for dry skin. And those three masks were our hero products. And getting the name out, I mean... I was so confident in our products that I just thought as long as people try it, they will recommend it. Mm -hmm. And we did a lot of sales in the beginning. We made a lot of initiatives to tell your friends about this. I was handwriting cards. I was writing emails to every person that ordered like, hey, if you really like this, please share it with a friend. Things that I now see that there's so many apps for it out there. But in the (laughs) beginning, I was just like, oh, I got to do it all. I got to do it all. But I'm so grateful because majority of our orders are coming from referrals, right? It's people that see you after two weeks and they're like, oh my God, what happened to your skin? Your skin looks amazing. Tell me your secret. And I get all of these DMs and emails and texts like, hey, I just told X, Y, and Z about your product. She's going to order or I'm so happy that I found you. Like you literally changed my life, my skin and all of these things. So we never really focused on the sales. Like I focused on men and women that really felt self-conscious about their skin, that were just tired of buying all of these chemical products. And at the end, like, yeah, it will dry up your acne, but it's going to cause wrinkles, right? Like, Mm -hmm. or it's going to heal your acne, but it's going to leave dark spots, right? And then there's so many disruptors, hormonal disruptors as women that we don't know about that we're putting on our skin, which is our biggest organ. And I just wanted to bring that into this world to really help people. And that was our main focus. It was like, just help one person. If one person orders, when when we first launched, I was like, as long as one person orders, that one person can tell another person and I'm good. Mm -hmm. And we had such a successful launch. And after that, it was just the rebuys and the referrals and really getting our name out there from people that genuinely love our products. 
Yeah. Yeah. That I think also shows if your product is good, it will grow because people will tell other people and people Mm -hmm. are excited to tell their friends about things. You know, when Mm -hmm. I find something that I love, I share it with everyone. I'm like, oh my God, this new drink that I just tried, like you have to go to Whole Foods and buy it right Mm -hmm. now. Or like Mm -hmm. this new skincare product, it has changed my skin. Like I have been suffering with acne for the past eight months or nine months. This is the first time my skin has ever been clear, like ever in the past nine months. And it's not even like perfect, but it's clearer than it used to be. And so I'm now like so excited to share like the probiotics that I've been using, like the maca powder that has helped with the supplements that have helped, you know, and I'm so excited to share because it's made such a transformative difference in my life and my confidence. Like, right. And I'm so happy about that. But by the way, I am 100% ordering your products after this because I'm like, your skin is like the best skin I've ever seen in my life. So I'm like, I need to order it. Thank you. And if that's how your skin looks after trying those products and like you have years of that like I need it so I, I oh think also God, just like funny. testimonies like that too when you actually see people and you're like wait your skin looks amazing like what is that people right people purchase it right and you know what's also kind of fell into our laps was this whole self-care self-love situation where mm-hmm. growing up like my mom being you know a housewife for a majority of her life, she always had to put her kids first, her husband first. And I would see my aunts and all of her friends do the same. But something was so different with my mom was she would always tell me like, now is the time I'm going to mask. I'm going to go in the shower. I'm going to take a bath. Don't bother me. I just need 30 minutes. And she would recharge and come back to a better mom, to a better wife. And she always somehow managed the family life. And everyone had dinner on the table at six. But she was still this like radiant, beautiful woman because she did her mask. She did her baths. She went and got massages. She got her eyebrows and her hair done. And she really taught me firsthand that you can do it all. And as a mom, I want my daughter to see that too, right? I'm like, my daughter jokingly will come in the bathroom and she's like, oh, mommy's masking. I'll be back in five minutes. Okay, mom. And she's like three years old. And I'm like, this is what I want. I want her to see this. And I want her to grow older and have children of her own. And that she thinks this is normal and there's no mom guilt associated with it. And a lot of people, especially like during the pandemic, during different stages and phases in their life, they really highly depend on this like self-love and self-care aspect of it. And our masks, you create it, right? Like you start with the powder, you add the water, you kind of mix it, you create this like perfect mud consistency, you put it on your face and you wait 20 minutes, right? That 20 minutes is your time. You can do whatever you want with that. Mm -hmm. Like people are so fast in this day, right? There's like instant gratification. And like, I have to move to the next thing. And this kind of makes you slow down and really appreciate your time. Right, right. And I love that you said that there's like no mom guilt associated with it. Like, you know, that you need to take time for yourself. And I think even as a founder, that's important too, because you can probably be working at all times, but you need to have time to recharge and actually take time for yourself because I'm sure that you feel like your business is you like you and your business are one in the same when it's really hard to step away from it and like turn it off in a way so I feel like that's a great way of doing that yeah for sure 100% yeah and what are some like holistic practices or eastern skincare rituals that you think need to be adopted more here like in the U.S. or just more today yeah so you know, in this world of like skincare, there's a lot of greenwashing, there's a lot of this is a clean beauty brand, you know, there's no harmful chemicals, but like, even plant based preservatives are still preservatives, right. And a lot of people don't realize like even my products are all natural, but they can be hormonal disruptors. Like if you're pregnant, whatever you're putting on your skin goes deep into your body. And if you're pregnant, this may not be the right product for you You would have to ask your doctor, even though it is 100% organic and natural. So imagine things that aren't 100% organic and natural with pesticides and preservatives and all of those things, right. Eastern world, they heavily depend on like your insides, right? If your insides are pure and toxin free, it will show on your skin, you can wash your face with a bar of soap and your skin will still glow. So things like that I grew up with as a young child, like my daughter, she's three, and she does it too. It's wake up in the morning, warm water and honey, right? That's Mm -hmm. just gonna 
spark your digestive system, probiotics, like you said, like these are things that people in the Western world really don't associate with their skin. Now they are a bit, I think it's more mainstream now, but back in the day, like I was taking probiotics religiously since I was like 12 years old. So I think things that really create this balance is all about the Eastern skincare, Eastern wellness realm is like create that balance in your body see how your body reacts when you do eat meat when you do eat vegetables when you don't eat refined sugars things like that I think for me I'm very in tune with my body and how it feels and and I see like when I do eat shitty things or when I'm not sleeping and when I'm stressed out my skin looks crazy and your skin is your organ. We always forget that, right? Like your skin is your organ. You would never slather chemicals on your liver. Why would you slather chemicals on your skin, right? Would you put your liver out in the sun to just bake and fry? No. Like, why would you do that to your skin? So like, those are all the things that I grew up with, like mentally, it's always in the back of my head. Yeah. And especially, I mean, with women, we have so many skincare products that are thrown in our face and that we need to try and that we need to have. And like you said, a lot of them are hormone disruptors. Is there any product or any ingredient that you would say like steer clear from that's like kind of popular or anything that you like cringe at when you see people like putting it on their skin? Yeah. So I mean, this is kind of mainstream, but parabens for years before parabens was even a thing that people knew about that was a huge thing that people didn't really know was like such a hormonal disruptor. Even like the packaging that some of these products come in, like you have to remember they're shipped in these large trucks that are like heated and like they're not air conditioned and these plastics, BPA, right? That's like a buzzword, but there's so many other harmful chemicals in plastic that we don't know about. But BPA free, we read and we're like, oh, this is so safe. I can microwave this, it's BPA free. But there's thousands of other hormonal disrupting chemicals that seep into the skincare that you're putting then on your skin or you're eating or whatever's happening on on your lips or whatever that people don't know about. So I'm very conscious in what products come in, like the packaging it comes in, and also the ingredients. Like a lot of people are very clear with genetically modified ingredients. They don't have any GMOs. A lot of people don't know about GMOs and the harmfulness of it especially putting it onto your skin. So those are the things I look at, like the packaging, if it's GMO'd, what kind of preservatives or chemicals are in it. Yeah. And then if I don't know something, I just Google and I go into this like rabbit hole of like, I just like throw things out of my pantry. Like, and I'm just like, we can never have this again. (laughs) And my daughter's like, but those are my favorite cheddar bunnies. And I'm like, no, I don't care if they're organic. They're genetically modified. No again (laughs) so funny yeah I feel like especially as a kid that's probably hard to like yeah Yeah. to see but I know I mean I feel like now it's I'm finally getting a little bit more educated in everything that affects your skin and your hormones and how much like bad stuff there is out there and how we don't even realize it and how we're just like okay with consuming it but especially when it came to like skincare I didn't realize that you know, everything just gets like into your bloodstream right away, pretty much. So for example, if I was using even like a self tanner, for example, you know, now I'm like, "Hmm, maybe that's not like the best thing to be putting Mm -hmm. on my body because it has like a ton of chemicals in it. And like, I honestly have no idea what any of these do. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the best to try, even if I like really, really love the way that it looks or like the way Mm -hmm. that I my confidence with it, for example. So things like that, I'm so much more conscious of, and especially when it comes to skincare. But I feel like, like you said, there's a lot of greenwashing where I don't know what's good and what's not. So there's been so much research that has gone into it. And it honestly gets like scary the more you research, but I think it's so important that at least it's becoming more mainstream now to have, you know, cleaner ingredients or cleaner products. Because more and more companies are doing that, but it's still hard to kind of distinguish between the good and the bad. Yeah. And can you imagine like when you were 13, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, when I was 13 to like 16, I used like one, I don't know, maybe it was like Nivea on my face. It was just like one cream. You go to Sephora and like the majority of the buyers are like 13 to 17 and they're putting all of these things on. They're like, okay, this made me oily. So now I'm going to combat it with this. And then this made me break out. So now I'm going to layer this and they have no idea what they're putting on their skin. And like, yes, you just reached puberty, but imagine all of the disruptors that are going in 
now and when you want to have kids like god forbid what's going to happen then right like mm-hmm. everything is in your blood system and if for years it's just been layered onto your skin it's terrible but you know i'm just so grateful that nowadays there's more research being done and people speaking about it mm-hmm. and what are some ingredients that are like great for i'm going to give you like a few examples so like for acne what's like one thing that you think is perfect for acne. I know you mentioned benzoyl peroxide as a no. So yeah, (laughs) what would you recommend for that? So a lot of products now, if you look like a lot of these indie brands have neem. Neem is this like green leaf. So it can come in oil form. It can come in powdered form. It can come in paste form. Neem is so good for your acne because what it does is it not only heals the current breakout that you have, but it also after you take it off, it continues to fight the bacteria that causes acne. So all of our products have neem in it, whether you have acne prone skin or not, because it continuously kills that bacteria that can then lead to whiteheads, blackheads, all of that. Got it. And then what about hyperpigmentation? Would you say the same thing or anything else? Yeah. So hyperpigmentation, licorice root is like phenomenal, right? If you want to just even get licorice root wherever you can get it, get your hands on it that like you make a paste with it and you put that on your face. Our C-Spot Run has that and Glow Getter has that as well. And it really like within five minutes, you'll see like such a huge difference. And I think these main products, these like main ingredients, I should say, are so powerful that you don't need all of these chemical bindings to make it work, right? Like these are thousands of years people have used licorice root and we're just now hearing about it, right? So you know, it's powerful. Yeah. And what about if you have wrinkles or you want to prevent wrinkles? What's your secret for that? Always hydration. So wrinkles from the inside, like when you drink anything, if it's room temperature or warm, your body will absorb it. If you're drinking ice cold water, it's like 50% gone to waste. You're just going to like pee it out. It's not really going to go into your system. It's not going to like plump your skin. Switching to warm water is the best. But if you can't do warm water, room temperature water, like never ice water, because it literally just freezes your insides. And it doesn't even get to your skin level. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. And just always hydrate, like use everything that you can that's hydration, like your skin, your moisturizer, your face wash, especially make sure that it is a hydrating face wash. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing like when I was younger, and I had acne, and I had oily skin, I was like, I need to not hydrate because my skin is so oily. So I would use everything oil free. I would use like the most stripping, like orange Neutrogena salicylic acid face wash. Yeah. Then like pads that like benzoyl peroxide pads. And like I'd put like creams on that were for acne. And my skin was even more oily than ever before. And it felt like horrible. And it looked horrible because I was literally stripping it of everything thinking that it would help. The fact that you said that, that's like our number one question that we get is like, we have this oil that we created. It's like a night oil serum. And a lot of people that have oily skin, they're like, oh my God, I could never use this. Can you make a product for oily skin? What people with oily skin, my husband has the oiliest skin. And I would constantly see him in the beginning of our relationship, like literally using like oil blotting and like using creams that would like have like a powder residue that he would just like strip every single bit of oil out and what he didn't realize what a lot of people don't realize is the more you strip your body's like oh there's no oil on her face I need to create more oil Mm -hmm. our serum has jojoba oil which is one of the closest like DNA replica of your natural sebum and your natural oil and so what it does is when you put that on your skin realizes oh I have enough oil I don't need to create any oil for the next 10 hours. Mm -hmm. And that's how all of our products work. Like our matte formula for oily skin is so hydrating that I use and I have extremely dry skin, but that's one of my favorite formulas because what it does is it mimics your oil. And when you put it on, your body is like, oh, there's enough oil. I don't ever need to create oil for the next X amount of time. Mm -hmm. And that's how you cure oily skin, not by stripping it. Stripping it is like, short term, right? It's like a juice fast. You're you're going to look yeah. great for three days and then you're just going to be like a puffer fish and blow up after. So it's just the short term. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I wish more people knew that, but I think people want that short term 
yeah. effect because it makes them feel good in the moment and then something else happens that's wrong. So it's like, right. oh my God, this isn't working. I need to find a new product. Right, exactly. Or do you eat anything that is like good for skin or bad for, or do you avoid foods that are bad for skin? Because I know, like you mentioned, a lot of it is internal as well. Yeah, so fenogreek is really good for your insides. It's like the seed that you just like put into water and you drink it. What's it called? Fenogreek. Okay, I'm going to look that up. So that's also good. The lemon water is fantastic. Like I can't stress enough if you have breakouts, if you're like just oily, if you're too dry, the lemon water is fantastic. And just a lot of greens, like deep greens, the less you cook it, the better. So like if you're steaming them, I remember when I was like, we were having problems getting pregnant and I would just eat bowls and bowls of these greens and my skin was amazing. This is a long story short, but when you water a plant, it sucks up the water, but all of the veins in the plant filters the water. So it's the purest form of water that you can actually ingest is through vegetables, which is why your skin is so glowy after you have like a green juice or something like that, because it is that pure water that you can't get anywhere else, no matter how many filters you put in into your sink. So yeah, those are my like go-to. Awesome. I need to check out the seed and then also up my green intake, which I know I need to do. <laughs> Anything that you avoid? Yes. For me personally, and this might not work for everyone, but meats, like heavy meats. So like red meats, fried meats that just like I'll see like I'll get like these tiny like dermatitis bumps because mm. I feel like my body is just not used to it but yeah meats and dairy are the two things that I try to stay away from mm-hmm. yeah and I know it, it totally impacts like people differently so it's one of those things where you need to kind of exactly have trial and error with your own body because I actually was speaking to my doctor about this and she was saying you know, food is not bad. Like there's no like bad food, like Mm -hmm. meat itself is not bad. Dairy is not bad. Mm -hmm. But so if we're going to like eliminate anything, it's not because it's bad. It's because we just want to see how you react. React. Exactly. And it's so important to really understand your body. And it takes a lot of quiet time for you to realize like, okay, this is what makes my body feel like this. I get aggravated because of that. And it's just paying attention to your body. Exactly what you said. There's no food that's bad, right? Like my husband eats meat all day long. My best friend eats meat all day long and they have amazing glowing skin. It just doesn't work for me. Right. And now I have to ask what your skincare routine is because like I can't not go with this whole interview <laughs> without asking that. Yes. Okay. So And this is, again, just what works for me. I don't think it's going to work for everyone, but it's what works for me. So I wash my face with Truly Beauty's Collagen Vegan Face Wash. I do that at night only. And then I'll add a bit of one of our masks into the face wash just to give it some texture and really clean. So if I'm feeling super dry that day, I'll add like the hydrating powder. If I see I'm kind of breaking out, I'll add the acne one, whatever it may be. And then I use Fresh. Oh my God, this is incredible. You have to try it. Fresh has this like rose toner. Oh, I've seen it. I've never used it. Oh my God. They have a small pack for $25. It's like a small little one. And I just wanted to test it because obviously I'm in Sephora and I'm like, oh my God, Rose, I love Rose. So that it says like it will hydrate and tone your impurities. And that is exactly what it does. Like any red spots, any like blemishes that I would have, it completely takes it away. And for my face cream, I use Tatcha's Dewy Skin. Okay. Tatcha's a really nice brand. I really love Tatcha. I think because it it is derived from like the Eastern world. And even though it is a Western brand, I I just love it. But once or twice a week, I always mask and I do it more for like the self-care routine that I have to kind of disconnect from the world. But I do our mask. And then every night before I go to sleep on top of my Tatcha, I'll put on my sleep oil. That's a must, especially during the summer where like hyperpigmentation starts to happen. That oil is like my go-to. I'm going to buy your products like immediately. So you'll see a new order today. (laughs) Thank you. But this was amazing. I'm so happy we got a chance to talk. I really wanted to get a deep dive into skincare. Like I want to talk about your business, your background, but like I wanted to know your skincare secrets. So thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Where can they find you and where can they also find your brand? Yes. So amobeauty.com. You can shop for all of our products there. On Instagram, it's Amo Beauty Brand. 
at Amul Beauty Brand. So it's A-M-M-U Beauty Brand. And then my personal is Z-E-E-A-R-I-J-E. Z-E-E-A-R-I-J-E. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the pod. This was amazing. Thanks so much, Natalie. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Thank you.